Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably heard that John Delancey's going to be back as Q in Season 2 of Picard in 2022. So we reckoned, what better time to brush up on your Q knowledge and maybe find out some things you didn't know already. With that in mind, I'm Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture and here are 10 things you never knew about Q. Number 10, he's inspired by Lord Byron. It might seem a little bit strange to think that a Victorian era poet and John Delancey's Q have really anything in common, but Actually, when you look into it a little bit, it kind of makes sense. Byron put it best himself. He described himself as mad, bad and dangerous to know. Sounds like a pretty good description of Q. Now this was Delancey who actually brought this to the role because if you think about it, it's quite hard to really write down on paper how to play Q because the idea of an omnipotent god creature testing mortals has been around forever. Think Rumpelstiltskin. Also, If Wishes Were Horses is much better than people think it was and you should go and watch it now. The idea that Delancey would take inspiration from this sort of dangerous dandy actually really, really made the character so iconic because he was many things, but he was always a bit of fun. Number nine, he was named after a UK fan club president. Now, when it came time to actually naming the character in the script, Gene Roddenberry, in fairness to him, only ever had one option in mind. His name was not, as Tasha Yar puts it in All Good Things, just a letter of the alphabet as far as she knows. It was a reference to Janet Corton, who was the president of the Star Trek action group. Now Roddenberry had met her before and she was an enormous fan of the original series and presumably was an enormous fan going into the next generation as well. Just think of how that must have felt when you see something that is your absolute passion and you know something that you put all of your time and effort into and you get a character named after you that is an honor there's many things will be said about gene roddenberry positive and negative but this was a classy move this was rewarding a fan a big fan maybe it's only her that gets this special attention and you know, we're still waiting for the Ferrix to turn up in Star Trek, but you know what? Props to that. 
That was a nice move. Number eight. His reason for choosing his name is very different. So we've discussed the behind the scenes reason for the name of Q. Now, let's have a look in universe. Obviously, in the beginning, he just introduces himself as Q and we just sort of roll with it. But later on, as we learn more about the character, we also learn more about the race from which he is from, which is, of course, the Q continuum. They're all called Q. We meet several other Q throughout Next Generation and, of course, Star Trek Voyager. It actually transpires in the extended universe, the Star Trek novel The Buried Age, that it was our Q, John Delancey's Q, who came up with this name. And he came up with it for an absolutely brilliant reason. He wanted to name himself Q because then he could always say that you will be behind me. Okay, it might be a dad joke, but you know what? I'm here for it. Number seven, the production staff hated the idea of the character at first. Considering how iconic Q has become, it might surprise you to learn that he was not that popular behind the scenes as a character. The writers were kind of afraid of introducing this character who would clearly be Trelane from the original series. David Gerald, who wrote The Trouble with Tribbles of the original series, he expanded on this story by saying that Trelane had been such an iconic villain trickster of the original series that there was going to be immediate parallels straight away. And you know what? He's right. If you think of season one of The Next Generation, there's already a couple of pretty overt nods slash ripoffs of the original series there. The Naked Now, for example, is a remake of The Naked Time. So the idea of borrowing a character, sure, no problem. John Delancey played the role so well, made him so enjoyable and made Q so iconic that the writers were kind of proved right, but in reverse. Q became so popular that Trelane has been retconned to become a member of the Q continuum. Now, Delancey himself said that he drew on William Campbell's performance as Trelane when crafting Q, but that is, I think, a pretty cool circle of art imitating art. Number six, he was supposed to have an arc in season two of The Next Generation. There are many issues that arose in season two of The Next Generation because of the writer's strike of 1988. The inclusion of the episode The Child, which was copy and paste from a phase two script to open the season. And of course, the whole debacle with Shades of Grey and the fact that they had to do a clip show because they ran out of time, they didn't have enough scripts. But one of the big losses of season two, according to Morris Hurley, was that there was supposed to be an entire arc with Q. Now, when this couldn't happen, all of his appearances basically, well, they did, they got condensed into one episode. That episode was Q Who. That one episode of season two of The Next Generation would end up becoming one of the most important episodes in the entire franchise because it introduced the audience to the Borg. Number five, he was influenced by a monster. There's sometimes questions arising of what are Q's motives? Why does he do the things that he does? Why does he put humanity on trial? Now he does, in fairness, explain that it was the continuum who gave him that directive. But again, you wonder why? Really, 
it comes down to the importance of the character and of course John Delancey's portrayal because the continuum, although having appeared, are quite an abstract idea. The Q Continuum trilogy of books, we are going into beta canon here, goes a little bit further to exploring why Q is the way that he is. And actually, he takes inspiration from another cosmic power named Zero. Zero had comparable powers to Q and the Continuum, and they ended up in a war with each other. But before that, Zero also would take subjects and put them through tests the same way that Q does. But Zero would sometimes specifically organize for his subjects to fail those tests, which would result in their deaths. Q, at least, gave his subjects a chance. He might have been extremely annoying at some points, but he wasn't evil. Now the book series also reveals that this cosmic war between Zero and Q actually affected Earth long before he ever introduced himself to Jean-Luc Picard because an asteroid which had been knocked off course hit the Earth and wiped out the dinosaurs. Thanks a bunch. Number four, John Delancey had issues with returning to the character. Thankfully, the cat's out of the bag and we know that season two of Star Trek Picard is going to feature Q Yes! If you will recall, when Star Trek Lower Decks began airing, myself and Marcus Bronzy had a conversation where we said, we did want Q back so badly, but what we didn't want was a cameo, which is all that happened in Star Trek Lower Decks, which I still love, but it, we, we, we were left feeling a little bit unsatisfied by that. The fact that he's gonna be back in live action cannot begin to express how excited we are for that. At the time, he raised a fair point. He said he has, he's aged, you know, he is quite visibly older now than he was when he played the character in The Next Generation. Naturally, it was 30 years ago, and Q is supposed to be this ageless god, so how do you reconcile the two? Fan minds have stormed for ages going, oh, Q would just appear as an old man to Picard, because he wouldn't care. And in fact, as precedent, in all good things, he appeared as an old man to older Picard. So there you go, really, there's your precedent. I'm sure we will hear all about the behind the scenes and the making and the creative decisions of season two of Picard once it begins to release and once we get to see these things. But no issue whatsoever in seeing him as an older man. Makes sense for the narrative, makes sense for the way Q would act. Quite frankly, very small price to pay to get Delancey back on our screens. Number three, he made the Trek teams face off in the comics. The comics, they have some absolute gold in them. The Q conflict is one of them. Now really, it's, it's a bit of fun to see you know, next-gen original series, DS9 and Voyager era crews all together at more or less the same time. Added to this, Q pairs different members of different teams up together. So you get some really interesting mixes. It's much easier to do something like that in the comics because then of course you don't need to worry about appearance fees and schedules and all that kind of thing. And also at the moment, of course, you know, vaccines and all the like. It is a bit of fun. It helps the fandom kind of get to live out some of their fantasies in essentially licensed fanfic. Number two, writers were afraid to use him too much. Considering how popular and how iconic the character is, 
sometimes it's surprising when people realise he's in so few episodes. And it's actually for a very good and deliberate reason. You couldn't have this godlike character turning up too often because eventually, although he wasn't on the attack, it would rob the teeth from him. How is someone omnipotent if, as he would have to be, eventually keeps getting beaten by the crews? They would outsmart him or outthink him and what could he do then other than a fancy light show or have to do something so outlandish that he becomes unpopular again? Now while there are certainly those who will say that he's not used enough, the fact that he was used sparingly makes his appearances that little bit more of a rare treat. Number one. He was the first character to say Trek in the show. While Zephram Cochran has the honour of being the only character in Star Trek to say Star Trek, John Delancey kinda has him beat by a couple of years in a roundabout way. In All Good Things, he says to Picard that they're going to bring an end to their little Trek through the stars. Now that was a huge kind of tingly moment for fans who had been, some had been watching since 1966, some had been watching since 1987. If any character in all of Star Trek had the self-awareness to kind of look at the franchise from a bird's eye view, it had to be John Delancey's Q. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.